This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. Holy mackerel, I have just interviewed a living legend, Sebastian Terry. He's known for creating this list, 100 Things, and basically he experienced a tragedy when he was 24 years old and it made him reevaluate his life and if he was happy or not. And he realised that he wasn't happy and so created a list of all these things that he wanted to do that were ultimately pretty purpose-driven. And he's written a book, he's done a reality show, he's done keynote speaking all over the world. And in this chat, we just have a really honest talk about things on his list, things on my list, but also we dive into a bit of human behavior too. I learned loads. I was so inspired. And to be honest with you, there were moments where I was getting a little bit teary because this guy is the real deal, an absolute legend. And super and I know this word gets bandied around loads but super authentic and I think when you meet people like that that are just straight up honest and unapologetically themselves it feels really awesome so yeah you're awesome Seb so enjoy this chat now in the podcast notes I'm gonna have you'll hear me reference things that I'm gonna put links to the Jack Garrett Garrett song that I reference here uh, also Sebastian's online course as well and he did mention that if you mention this pod he'll give you a discount I'm gonna sign up to it I think it sounds unreal and I'd love a community to help me hold like hold me accountable inspire me to go after my things on my list because you'll hear me say in this chat, some of the things are really scary. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so we talk about facing fears. We talk about, you know, doing things for yourself and doing things for others. Anyway, I'm totally rambling now. I hope you love this chat as much as I did. Seb, you're a champion. Big love. Bye. Sebastian Terry. Hello. Thanks for jumping on the pod. It's nice to be doing this in person. I want to start, totally right. I want to start by quoting something I saw you say, walk the path of comfort or strive for things that make us feel alive. Yeah. How good. Is that kind of like your, I feel like that is a big part of your mantra, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's not like thought out. I think I actually said that moments before jumping out of a plane naked. Is that where you saw that on that documentary? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, well, yeah, they were like, say something. <laughs> so I, I, it, it seemed appropriate. But no, yeah. I, th- I think there's something to it for sure. I, you know, my dad actually once said to me something like, uh, I can't remember his quote, but it was something like, uh, I'd rather live a day as a wolf than a thousand days as a sheep. Oh, I love that. And it's something to do with that, right? Like, you know, trying to just explore life while we're here. Uh, totally. And, and that is absolutely how I live, Yeah. I, I, so before I started researching you, I thought I was quite an adventurer. I was like, I've skydived, I've swam with whale sharks. Oh, yeah. And then I see you skydive nude. <laughs> uh, like you just take it all to another level. And I'm so excited to have a chat about especially some of the things on your list. But first of all, let's go back in time mm. to you when you were 24 years old. Can you share a little bit about that and Chris? Yeah, for sure. Well, at that point I had, uh, I, you know, I, I grew up in Australia, living in LA now, but I was, you know, I was in Australia. So I'd finished high school, didn't know what to do. Um, the nutshell version of all of this is I went to university because I was told I should. I got a degree in something, exercise science. It was actually called human movement, just yeah. a ridiculous name. Uh, but I had this degree, it meant nothing to me. I felt super underwhelmed. And so at 22, I think I was then, I just went backpacking overseas, no real agenda. And then, yeah, I was in Canada a few years later and I um, still kind of like just drifting and I just got a phone call in the middle of the night from a friend of mine back in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he he told me that, uh, yeah, the news that Chris, who was you know everyone's bloody best mate, 
uh, Chris had died overnight. Um, you know, I'd gone to school with Chris, played rugby with Chris and, you know, drank beers and all the things that you do. And, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I mean, it obviously rocked a whole community. And even though I hadn't seen Chris in, in a number of years, it just made me, you know, like think about life, his life first and then mine. And and I remember thinking about his life and I kind of wondered, oh, did he, you know, if he could do it all again, if he could do his 24 years again, would he do it the same way? Uh, or would he change it all? Mm. You know, ultimately, was he happy? And and I came to the conclusion that he wouldn't change too much. I think he was really happy, really values-led in all the things that he did. So then I turned that question on myself in the middle of the night in Canada and I uh, I just wondered, like, if I died today or that day, would I be happy um, or would I want to change everything? And it was so confronting almost instantly. I was like, oh, my gosh, I would change everything. Um, or most things, you know, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my values. I didn't know what lit me up on the inside. I never really taken any risks. I just followed and conformed. And yeah, I thought, shit, I would change a lot and I'm unhappy. And and that of course led me to a moment in that night where I was like, well, what would I actually do differently? And I just began writing a list of things. And that was the beginning of this list of a hundred things. And I, you know, of course, shortly after pursued that. And then from that, you've got a best-selling book as well. You're a keynote speaker. You speak all over the world. I've watched a few TEDx talks too. Yeah. Go, you good. Also, <laughs> you're always barefoot, I've noticed. Yeah. Even today I feel you are too. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's I get asked about my feet more than anything. It's like it's crazy. It's so funny. I just don't love wearing shoes, so I, I, I don't. Um, yeah. There was a period where I didn't wear shoes for two and a half years. At all. At all. Airports. N- nowhere. Oh, wow. Nowhere. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I do wear like thongs or flip-flops now a little bit. But um, in fact, I've actually found some shoes on my feet recently and and people are disgusted with me. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I mean, this kind of story, it was just meant to be, it was just personal. I didn't care if anyone knew or not. And then it just organically like kind of struck a chord with people. And as you say, like there's, you know, there's a book and I get to talk and I'm doing a talk tomorrow morning virtually for a company in London and, um, there's a show. It's, it's bizarre how it's grown. Uh, I can't believe it, there was a show, but it does. It, yeah. it lends itself so well to a show. Like we were just chatting about it before. So reality based, right? Yeah. Well, what's happened is like I've of course done all my not all my things actually seventy six things from my list. So I still got twenty four left. So good. But it's kind of like uh, it's been a very positive catalyst for you know a lot of people around the world. And so people have started their own lists. And of course, what happens when you're in a, a like minded community is you naturally have a tendency to want to help people. We all do, right? Yeah. And so I spent a lot of time kind of helping people, like hands-on. And the show was about that. It wasn't about my list. It was about me helping individuals achieve their goals. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, it was like an ESPN documentary and like, you know, and that was about my list. And anyway, yeah, it's been a beautiful, wonderful journey. And, um, you know, just to skip a whole bunch of story, mm. it saved lives. We found a kidney recently for some. I mean, it's just like, it's a beautiful, very positive thing and I wouldn't change it for the world. And was this all, was this kind of spurred from number 26 when you had, were kind of like ticking off things like you got to pay off with Sharon Osbourne, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you went to the Playboy Mansion, you married a stranger in Vegas, like you did all these epic kind of like once, well, like Weird a lot of people, things, yeah, yeah, but like very fearless things, by the way, mind you. But um, number 26 was to help someone, right? Or yeah. specifically? Well, yeah, no, number that? 26 was help a stranger. Yeah. So I was, as you say, I was doing all these things for myself which I think is important. I'm, like side note, it's really it's healthy to do stuff for yourself because I think the long run is that you, you're able to do stuff for others. It's the aeroplane thing, right? Yeah. When the, when the, the oxygen, oxygen mask drops, put yeah. yours on first and then help others. What an amazing kind of metaphor for life, I mm. think. So, yeah, so 26 was Help a Stranger and um, that's when I met Mark. And, yeah, it was lovely. I, he, he wanted me to shave his head, so I, yeah. I did. And then that led to like a really cool kind of interaction. So he had Lyme's disease, is that correct? Mark had Lyme's disease, which he got from as being... As an adult, like healthy adult, Mid-20s, right? yeah. uh, bitten by a tick yeah. as an able-bodied person. And Lyme's disease gave, made him a quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. Can't talk, can't move a muscle in his body. Um, needs 24-hour care, needs a ventilator to stay alive. I mean, it's it's you know, it's gnarly. Mm. And, yeah, he just wanted me to shave his head, so I shaved his head. And then... I remember going, well, I can do much more than this for you. What else is on your list? And yeah, that he was, he tried to communicate with me and I didn't understand. And his carer said, um, you know, I, I, Mark wants to complete a half marathon. Yeah. 
And I said, oh, how can I help do that? Oh. And Mark looked yeah. at me in, with a shaved head, which, which looks yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, yeah. Quote, unquote, great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he said, he, he said, push me. And I've seen the footage. I'm like, it makes you like get goosebumps every time. You, yeah. Like, I'll share, I'll share a video of this in the show notes because yeah. it's like, it's amazing. amazing. It was the best thing I've ever done in my life, and and I mean, there's so much to talk. I mean, I, you know, when I'm on stage, I'll talk about this like in depth. So I, yeah. I, I worry about just you know doing the same here. I won't. But yeah, it was the best thing I ever did, helping somebody. Um, and it wasn't an act of charity. It was like Mark wanted to do something. I want. I wanted to help a stranger, and so there was like this perfect crossover, yeah. which again speaks volumes as this idea of like we should be having conversations about what's important to each other mm. within a community. We'll want to. We'll be able to help each other out. I helped Mark. Mark helped me. It was mm. beautiful. It was like synchronous. Mm. I don't think that's a word, but uh, like serendipitous. Serendipitous is there the better go. word. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. I don't know. It was. It was lovely. Mark and I have become good friends, and. You know, the world continues to spin. Like, it's awesome. Not to jump total, like, I feel like I'm going to, again, I'm looking for the right word here, but like at a juxtaposition to that, like Sharon Osborne, is she a yeah. legend? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> you just literally, so you were at an event, you grabbed a mic and asked a question because didn't you get knocked back first or something? Yeah, it's such a funny story. So I think, do you, do you have a list, by the way? You inspired me to make one. Is Kiss a Celebrity on there? No, I can't believe it. I feel like a, I feel very immature right now. I oh, think it's, it's a common one. But I feel it, like it should be there. I think it was sixty. No, what was I can't remember what number it was on my list. But yeah, I, I went to do a talk. So and I was the closing keynote, as they would say. And the person speaking before me was Sharon Osbourne. She was in the crowd. I was super nervous. I was like, oh my god, this is an opportunity. But the life, you know, for me, I think we grow by getting out of our comfort zone. So I was like, I have to ask her. I, I asked permission from the event organizer. Yeah. They're, they're paying me to be there, right? Yeah. As a speaker. Yeah. And so it's kind of unprofessional. And I said, Can I, do you mind if I try and kiss Sharon Osborne? And they understandably said no. And then I felt relieved. And I was like, Well, and I thought about that. I sat down in my seat and I'm like, Why am I relieved? I've just been told I can't do the thing that I want to do. Yeah. And I realized it was because it wasn't, it, I could always blame it on someone else. Oh, I failed because someone else said no you know, it takes the responsibility of me. And I was like, no way. So I went back to the organiser and I said, I asked again, can I kiss her? She said, no. And I said, I'm going to try anyway. So I went and sat down. It's like a thousand people or so yeah. in there sweating, yeah. so nervous. I would be too. I would be too. And it's like an amphitheatre in Sydney somewhere. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember where it was. And yeah, she said, yeah, Q- there was a Q&A. Any questions? I shot my hand up in the air, uh, petrified that someone would see me. And of course I did. They gave me a microphone and I just asked. I said, do you... Hey Sharon, I've got a list of 100 things on there. Is to kiss a celebrity? Would you mind? And everyone starts laughing, awkward laugh. And then yeah, she she said she said, I quote her here. She said yes, get your ass on stage. Oh, yeah, it's a very funny video actually. So anyway, yeah, I went, I on, went on stage and she stuck her tongue so far down my throat. <laughs> by the way, she bit my lip; it bled, no. and and it was a great kiss. So from that interaction, which is my only one with her, I would say that she's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> that is unbelievable. I'm now jealous that I haven't put Kiss a Celebrity on my list. Who would you kiss? Uh, Bradley Cooper, I'm going to sure. say. I feel like he's a goodie. Yeah, it's popular, I'm sure. Yeah, I bet he'd be on a lot of people's lists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my question for you is because when I made the list, I actually found it really confronting because there yeah. were things I, I was putting on the list that really scared me and yeah. then there were things I was putting on the list that felt a little bit selfish. And I've heard you talk about yeah. doing things for yourself is like super important as well. But two-part question. First of all, like what's your advice if you put something on your list? Like so one of mine is I want to swim in the wild with orca whales. Oh, amazing. Danger though, like very like – yeah, I think in they're friendly Norway. though, right? I've seen so many videos of them like playing with people. Yeah, I mean they haven't – they have the ability – they're apex, like they yeah. have the ability but they have only ever killed humans in captivity, never in the wild. Yeah, the, the ones in captivity, the, the angry ones, understandably yeah. by the way. Yes, I, yeah, yes. I love that. Yeah, but it like it – I noticed that straight underneath it I wrote, oh, I'll, I'll kayak with them first. <laughs> 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 like so my brain was like protecting myself from going all the way. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess what's your advice to people when they put something on their list that there's a lot of fear attached to that thing? Well, I think firstly you got to understand like why you're putting a list together. For me, I had realised that I was unhappy. So I thought this is my opportunity to become happier. Yeah. 
um, and and also grow and experience the world. Totally. And I think to do that, like, how do you do that? Well, I think you know, at the end of the day, I think we want to like engage with something meaningful in our lives. We all should be growing or evolving. And I think like connection is a really important thing totally. with yourself first and, and then with others. So how do you how do you do that? I for me, I came to the conclusion. Well, I want to get out of my comfort zone because I think when you're out there, you're yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. You're not in control. You feel nervous and all the things. And you, I think you actually surprise yourself and you you find where your edges are and you can tease them a little bit and you realize, oh, I'm more capable than I thought I was. Um, I think it's great. And by and by doing that, I, I think you better navigate through life and I think you get closer to perhaps who you really are. So anyway, when someone's putting a list together, my advice, I put everything, like anything and everything mm. on there. Think big, think small, complex, you know, mm. really simple. I don't think it matters. I just think as long as your list is me- a goal, is meaningful, that's it. It doesn't have to be big or world-changing. Um, so just go for it. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I'll swim with the orcas. Done. 100%. <laughs> and, and, and also, like, if you think that you, you kayaking with the orcas is a separate thing, keep it on the list. But if you think that's more of a, a like, a step towards swimming with them, take it off the list and yeah. just, you know, mentally note that that's how you want to progress in, in that way. You know what I mean? Totally. No, no, that's great. They have it both made the list because I did have that thought. I was like, is one an easier option? I was like, no, no, no. You yeah. still want to? You still want a kayak? Yeah, yeah. Because that would be epic too. Uh, and my next question is: um, when you put things on the list that feel a little bit selfish. Mm-hmm. So I've heard again the oxygen, the oxygen mask oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, is it that you're putting yourself first because? You need to like, yeah, look after yourself before you can then connect and give back to others, would Uh, you say? Yeah, I think so, for sure. And I think the reason it's kind of seen as like, so the reason you would say, well, is it selfish? And the reason I certainly thought that too, and generally, you know, we're kind of told if you do stuff for yourself, you're selfish. Mm. And it's an insult. I argue that like it's incredibly healthy. It's so needed. It's vital. You know, I I think the idea of being selfish is important to then being selfless. Um, I hear from like plenty of people who, because we're so conditioned by society, you know, totally. to, to do stuff, you know, and not this is wrong, but it's school and further education, a number of jobs to accumulate money, a career, or maybe multiple careers, get a house, family, da, 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 be responsible. The Australian be, dream. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And I think it, you know, it, it reaches, you know, the US and you know, the American dream and all that stuff. So that, not that that's wrong, but we're kind of in that thinking, we, we, we're kind of led to believe that, Wow, if I think about stuff that I want to do outside of what I'm told to, mm. that's negative or selfish. And it it it's not. It's such a shame that that's the case. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I, I kind of feel like I, I hear from lots of mums, for example. And oh, yeah. you know, they're like, Well, I've been looking about you know, looking after my kids and now they're about to fly the coop and I don't even know who I am anymore because I've been so selfless. Yeah. And so that's another thing. People tend to be either one or the other, either incredibly selfless or incredibly selfish. And I feel like ideally you should be both. Totally. You know, if you think about like your values as a person, important aspects of your life, there's, you know, personal growth. And also you want to be a good community member or friend or family Mm. member or, you know, so it's, you know, it's, there are elements of things which are just for you and that's great as are the things which are for others. And it's a blend ideally. Oh, I love it. I've heard you talk about permission before mm. and it's like I think you liken it to like people that are seemingly quite successful and it's not like, oh, well, I'm extra brave, I'm extra fearless. It's that I give yeah. myself permission. Can you share a bit about that? Sure, yeah. And, I mean, I'm probably kind of because we, you know, we both do lots of podcasts and stuff, I'm mm. repeating myself a little bit and I don't want to bore you. But yeah. No, no, please. And this is all I think a different kind of audience. So Yeah, great. Well, I think permissions like again, we typically in life, as we progress from a young age, we are told to do things, we are given permission by others, you know. And I mean, I, in Australia, we certainly don't get like a rite of passage from, you know, childhood into adulthood. You know, I I didn't. Mm. Um and so I never really kind of like felt or that I was taught how to give myself, hey, you're an adult now, you can make some decisions by yourself. And permission is such an important thing. And, you know, as you mentioned, like I think when we experience a darker moment, you know, for for me it was losing a friend, for others it, you know, it could be almost losing their own life or Mm. uh, losing a job or coming out of a relationship Mm. or, you know, any number of these things which are really common. The narrative that we hear often is it's those people when they hit kind of a rock bottom or a dark moment that then go, hang on. What's important to me? You know, someone's diagnosed with cancer and they'll go, shit, in that moment of reflection, I haven't done these things. And it's those people that we 
often hear, then go and do all the wonderful, you know, climb a mountain, write a book, propose, say I love you, say I'm sorry, learn to yodel or whatever it is. yodeling, nice. Right? (laughs) So, yeah, and and that, as you say again, it's like, well, do those people think, are they brave but maybe a little bit Mm. or are they lucky or special? Like I'd argue no. Mm. Um, Neither am I, neither is Mark who I, you know, I pushed in the the, the whichever Mm. the half marathon. The commonality is everyone just gives themselves permission. Mm. You know what? Screw everything for a second. I'm just going to think about myself. That's giving yourself permission. And when you start thinking about yourself and acknowledging your values and identifying things that, again, light you up, mm. a list of goals come up which are truly meaningful to you and then it's about choosing, giving yourself permission to choose to pursue them. Oh, I like it. That's it. Is that what happened when you were, and I know I'm going back in a little time warp here, but like when you said to your family, yo, I've got this list, Yeah, I'm going to fly the coop. Like I'm out, like I'm going to honour this. And was your mum's response like go and buy a suit, get a job in the city? Like you've got to have Mm. a sense, yes, definitely understanding your own values but also kind of like this sense of backing who you are Yeah, on like a deep core kind of level to be able to be like thank you, I like fully understand that this is coming out of protection Mm. but I'm giving myself permission to, to go after what feels like more in line with my purpose. Yeah. Well, that you're right. I didn't get supported by anyone. You know, yeah. my, my mom was in tears and, you know, I, I remember saying to her, we had a phone call like three months into me having left Australia. I was like, oh, mom, I'm so, I've done this. You know, I, I've taken on a world champion. I visited an inmate on death row. I went to Burning Man, I, all things on my list. Mm. And she just paused and went, when are you going to come home and get a real job? And I remember just seeing you, I, I didn't have the like uh, understanding then that, as you say, it was just coming from a place of protection and, yeah. and love. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I just had a, I had a very clear moment, an extraordinarily clear moment where, again, in Canada, when I was processing mm-hmm. what I'd just been told on the phone, that I, 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 I realised I was unhappy and I couldn't think of anything more important than me feeling happy. And I still, mm. to this day, you know, what are we doing if we're not doing things that are trying to make us feel good? Mm. Like what, what's the totally. point? Totally. Are you putting energy towards things that don't make you feel good as an alternative? I, I don't know. So I that was it. It was just so clear to me. And I, I've never looked back since. And, like, mm. I, there's, there's no moment of, like, self-doubt or jeopardy or am I doing the right – I just knew. I knew. So as soon as I started writing on my list, um, uh, I, I was, like, yeah, again, filled with, like, maybe purpose is, is the word. Having said that, it took me kind of like a two-year period to get to a point where I actually left Australia with the list. I actually forgot about it for a little while. Mm. I'd married a stranger. I flew back to Australia and I conformed <laughs> yeah. in, in, into like I actually started a business with a friend. And then I, yeah, two years later it became, I wasn't depressed but I was super down, mm. broke down in the back of a taxi, started crying. I was like, Why, what, where does this come from? Mm. And then I thought about my list. I got it out the next morning and just went, that's it, I'm doing this. <sighs> Paid off my business, um, didn't go on to make any money from it, and uh, left, and, and and that that was it. So, mm. yeah, I think just it's such an important it, understanding why you're doing this. Is it to be happy? Is it to get out of your comfort zone? Is mm. it to grow? Is mm. it to whatever? If you if you can always just rely on that, um, you're laughing. Totally, I completely agree with you. I I do want to say though. Uh, and I mean this as a compliment, so I hope it comes out right. Um, but like. It's one thing to be able to do and feel very clear and have that moment of like, well, I'm going to honour this thing that feels like it's, yeah, in line with my purpose or passion. Mm. It's one thing to like, and and like I know you say like it's not necessarily courage or bravery, but like I think there are a lot of people living out there that have got this passion or this desire for this dream that maybe nobody else can see but them Mm. and they choose not to go after it because that's too scary or they'll be judged or, you know, their yeah. self-worth is lower. Like you are in a very small percentage of human beings that are courageous enough, I would say. Oh, I can oh. see the eyes. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm trying to fit. Like, no, well, so I'll take it as a compliment. It, Thank you. Welcome. But sadly, yeah, there are tons of people out there. Yeah. You know, my story is a bit of a minority story, sadly, not because I'm special or whatever, just because I just – backed myself and went for it. And, you know, like I I talk about this, you know, I'm very fortunate. I get to speak all around the world on stages and we do this like course, this online course, eight steps to creating and activating your list. And so I'm in front of a lot of people and the sad, it's great. And I'm so thankful for doing all that stuff. But the sad part is if a, if a 
alien came from outer space and was at the back of a room that I was speaking in and said to the person next to him, oh, what's this guy talking about? Why is everyone listening so intently? And the person was to say, well, he's doing the things that he wants. The alien would be like, what? What is that? Are you not? Is that not common? That's a shame because we get so caught. And I I get it. I I get it. But, you know, there are so many parts that come into it. Like you need to have a good support crew. You need to, you know, that stuff develops over time. And if you don't, you need to have the, you know, the, the, the grit to just do it anyway. And I guess that's kind of what I did. But yeah, um, I mean, the truth is everyone's equipped with the same ability to just do stuff. And it's just a matter of deciding to and changing how we operate. Totally, but there's got to be something about you that gives you that, like, I know you say you're not any different to anyone else, but, like, in the pandemic and lockdown that's just been, like, in my age group, nearly, I can't tell you how many people are pregnant or engaged. (laughs) And, like, that sounds really lovely and beautiful, but I unpacked it a bit with my therapist and I was like, oh, this is really confronting, like, I mean, is this what the society's expectations are of me now? Am I expected to go down that path? And he said when there's a life-threatening thing like a pandemic, it's like people make choices out of fear. And choosing to have a kid is like, well, I'm living on through this. And I was like, whoa, that is quite morbid as well. And he was like, well, it's 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 a a severe fear of death as well. There yeah. are like all these layers to it. And then the getting married is like, oh, well, you know, time's ticking. Maybe we should. And it, it, it's really um, like, and, and I'm someone that's kind of like ignored society's expectations. I had a business, smoothie bar, sold it, yeah. came over here, like same kind of thing. But it takes guts and like you said, grit. And I just, yeah, I, I really want to acknowledge that in you. Mm. I know like everybody has the ability to feel that but or to live that way. But it does take a sense of like even when I first moved here, I've only been here for three months, some days I'd literally open my door and be like, righto, Lola, big breath, off you go. Like, <laughs> And I had to psych myself well, up. on you. And every, anyone can psych themselves up. Yeah. Well, that's the truth of it. And like as you say, no decision should be fear-based. It's ridiculous. I don't even like referring to this as a bucket list because that's fear. It's like know, things yeah. to do before you die. Hurry up, you're going to die. Do it now. Like I get the urgency. That's a positive thing. Sure. I understand there is a timeline and when it's over, it's over. You know, maybe you believe in something else. It's great. But um, yeah, it, every decision should be like consciously thought about. Um, you know, you should be doing everything with like super clear intention. Mm. You know, and, and it's very easy for me to say that, like relationships or work or or goals or whatever. But it's true. And what, what I just, this is kind of what drives me. Imagine being on your deathbed. And having a moment, being lucky enough to have a moment, you're not hit by a car and you die instantly mm. or whatever, you're in a bed. And you have a moment to look back at your life and truly reflect and go, hmm, I wish I'd done that differently. I know. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you? And it happens. That's, of course that's it does. the tragedy of it. And as opposed to thinking, oh, Had a good- with a smile on your face, yeah. oh, I'm stoked. Yeah. I just, I, I was just telling you before this, I just posted a thing of, um, I got shot, right? Yeah. Whilst, whilst wearing a bulletproof vest. I've watched vest. this video. It's meant, I'm, secretly I'm kind of jealous though. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so I, sh- I should always put a disclaimer. Like, okay. It's a stupid thing. Don't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Went to Columbia. Went, yeah. Oh, went no. to, Googled okay. bulletproof clothing companies. Uh, a Colombian company popped up. I emailed them. I said, would you shoot me? The owner replied, I'd be happy to shoot you. Ah. So I flew to Columbia, wore a bulletproof vest. Yeah. And he shot me. Now, um, in that Be scared, mo- by the way. Y- yeah, yeah, so this is the interesting thing. When I started 100 Things, as we spoke about, I thought, well, if today was my last day, would I be happy? Would I change anything? And I was mm-hmm. like, shit, I actually would change everything. Yeah. I'm not happy. Yeah. This was something like 18 months later and I'd left Australia. In that 18 months, I checked off a bunch of stuff from my list and my life had changed. And I didn't realise until this moment where he was pointing a gun at me, point blank, and he put his finger on the trigger mm-hmm. and squeezed it. And in that moment, I was supremely confident up to that moment. And then I thought, oh, my God, what happens if this goes wrong yeah. and I die? Yeah. I'd never considered that risk. Now, obviously, it would have been all on me, my fault, pretty funny actually. But um, <laughs> I, I did. In that split second, I considered, hang on, if I died now in this moment, what? how do I feel about my life? Mm. And I had realised that, again, I realised in that moment that I was just super happy. I wouldn't mm. change anything. I was living the right way. 
And of course, I didn't die. It worked, and blah blah blah. Yeah, and not, a, not to make a death gag, but you'd be like going out with a bang, big time, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's it's it, a, like the gun because even here, being in America, and I really want to talk to you about America, but like you have a different perspective on guns because they're oh, yeah. legal. They're legal here, and so one of my things, like I want to train just to understand handling of guns, just so that I have an awareness of it. Sure. Because I get a little bit fearful, yeah. and, I, and I'm like, oh shit! Like I, I'm like. A female just walking the streets alone some days. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit! Like I could be a target, and uh, like I think I said to you when you got here, my like car battery got stolen out the front of my oh, yeah. house, which was a really funny experience. Oh, if only you had a gun, you could have shot him. <laughs> <laughs> or which is what my landlord told me. <laughs> but I thought, oh, how funny! I've got this like irrational fear of guns in America. Why don't I train in like just ha- just understand how to handle guns? Well, it's a super complex issue, and I shouldn't comment on it because I don't know enough. But I Same. did hear a stat that the majority of shoot of deaths are from the uh, if you how do I what how do I even frame this? The majority of deaths by gun are by the, uh, the, the gun owner is killed by their own gun. Oh, that's crazy. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. From like mishandling. Mishandling or I don't know, like the intruder or the car battery thief yeah. shoots you. Got it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you can handle it and all that kind of stuff in training and then you have the gun and then it actually gets used on you. So crazy. I, I don't know. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know about owning one but I just thought it would be really interesting to learn. Yeah, for sure. And, and also get comfortable with something that feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, like, that's why. That's exactly why I got shot. I was, I was kind of – I actually like in a car – when I was hitchhiking across America, which is on my list, I got given. I saw you did this. Yeah, it was great. But every car had a gun in it, and like on one yeah. occasion, I looked at this gun and pointed at myself. No, it was empty. But I was I was struck with that fear that you have. Yeah. And I thought, how do I how do I get around this? So you you decided to well, I'm going to learn how to handle a gun. I just decided to get shot. Very different. See what I mean? You always take it to a new level, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just, just different. It's different. Yeah. This is another really important thing too. Like when you talk about lists, like it, it doesn't have to be world changing. I, I know totally. I kind of mentioned it before, but it's so true. Yeah. It just has to be like relevant. As long as totally. it's relevant, it's perfect. Oh my goodness! There are so many things on my list that I want to talk to you about. Let's go. I'd love oh, this. I didn't mean. I didn't mean my. my another one on my list is um, I want to build a treehouse and live in it. That's legitimately awesome. like in Byron Bay or something, or like Palm Springs, like build this epic treehouse and then actually occupy it. Great, right? It's such a good one. So fun, um, but I mean, like my questions list. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what made you like? What made you come here to America? Uh, well, I was doing more talks over here, yeah, and then I got asked to do this show, yeah, and um, which was like a reality show called yeah. 100 Things, blah, blah, blah. It took like six months of filming, but I had a three-year visa and I just kind of thought basically what happened is I, I had I had almost moved away from my list and I was connecting strangers to help each other Got out it. in acts of kindness. Yeah. So I kind of had this thought of developing a, a site, almost like a matchmaking site for kindness um, and – I thought America seems like a pretty good place to do something like that. You know, it's just there's so much opportunity here. Not to even comment about Australia, but like there just is in America. People are so collaborative and supportive and there's so much resource here. Um, There's a lot of optimism and hope here. I found as soon as I got here, even though the COVID situation was much more dire when I got here, there was such a sense, even going to Trader Joe's, like there was this sense of like hope and positivity. Like yeah. Less kind of like the theory vibes I got. For sure. Yeah, I think people are doing stuff here, mm. you know, and uh, you're right. It's kind of like upbeat and everyone supports each other. Mm. And anyway, so I, I I thought what a great place to try and forward that. So I kind of moved here and I won't talk about the visa stuff. It's um, full on. Dude. Yeah. I've just got my green card. It's mental. Oh, awesome. Yeah, but full on. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I moved here, started developing this, this platform for kindness and then only more recently realised, oh, well, actually I should just – I should do 100 things properly, so we're working on that platform yeah. right now and we're going to integrate this helping each other within that. Yeah. So long story short, that's how I got here. Basically had a show and then went, I'm going to stay. Oh, and it is it is such a wonderful place to stay, isn't it? Yeah, just? it's great. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Okay, so, oh, my goodness, what else am I going to – okay. <laughs> I have so many things I want to talk to you about and, and ask about. All right, so I don't know how you feel about this word – but I just want to know what your like what your perception is of failure. This podcast is called Fearlessly Failing. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, do you like? I've heard you say like I'm not perfect on a podcast. You're like I've just had a chocolate croissant today, and you know, <laughs> I've had a few this week. Uh, and like I think we, I'm a nutritionist by trade, and right. so I totally fall into this wagon of being like, oh, I've been to In and Out Burger, you know, like little things where I feel like I'm probably not honouring one of my core values, and so. Mm. Do you fail, number one? And if you do, what's your kind of like, how do you yeah, deal I, with it? Well, interestingly, I have never failed. No, I'm joking. I, so, <laughs> no, I, I feel like, um, well, like you say, no one's perfect. And yeah. and also I, I genuinely I genuinely feel this now. Um, like failure or whatever word you want to use, like, you know, that you find resistance or you have an outcome that's different to what you expected yeah. or whatever, all that stuff's amazing feedback. Amazing feedback. Like you should be learning from this stuff. It's very rare that you try something and bang, you hit it out of the park. There's so much learning to be done. And it's actually, I think, really arrogant of us to consider or even think that, you know, oh, well, I'm going to do this straight away. Stupid. Of course, that mm. never happens. So you need that quote unquote failure. You need that feedback because you learn from it. So I think it's great. Um, yeah, I have no, I, I guess I just, I've always been kind of curious about putting myself out there. And like, you know, when I was like a kid, I was always so shy. And then I started just like, I mean, just asking out pretty girls to see what mm. they would say. Mm. It wasn't about whether we went out. It was just about putting myself out there. And, like, <laughs> of course, more often than not, they'd be like, no. Um, and and that's fine. So I, I just get getting – there's this illusion that everything has to be perfect. Obviously, you talk about social media and the highlights mm. reels that we see of everyone. It's absolute rubbish. It's garbage. Like, the, the, the beauty and the actual juice of life is all the other stuff. Um, really? So, no, I think failure is great. I feel like you're a very present person. Like when we chatted on the phone last week and we were trying to figure a day to do this podcast and I was like, should we push it to next week? And you were like, well, the surf is great tomorrow. I'm just looking <laughs> I'm just looking at the surf cam and it reminded me, one of my heroes is Steve Irwin, which most Aussies yeah, laugh at me when I say that, but oh, I just no. think he's amazing. No, he is amazing. What Aussie's going to laugh at you about that? Well, a lot of people like, because I used to say to people, I want to be like a Steve Irwin of health and they'd be like, what do you do, wrestle broccoli? Oh, you know. But I love his passion and he's got this oh. um, like unapologetic just like honesty that I've always liked. Yeah. But he famously would rock up onto a film set late if the surf was good because he'd be like it was just so Steve good. Steve Irwin? Yeah. I never knew that. That's great. Yeah. And, and he'd be like the surf was too good, I had to stay. Oh, wow. The and surf I, was really good last week, by oh, the way. Oh, great. So we oh made a good God. call. We, we made a great call. Yeah. Thank you for being flexible. <laughs> I had two days of just – Oh, Pumping surf at Malibu. It was, it was unreal. Oh, so good. I was so happy, actually. Thank oh, you. Oh. I actually, like, I, I remember at the end of that day, at the end of that day, because I was meant to do the podcast and da da da, yeah. I sort of went surfing and I just gave myself a day away from working. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I remember thinking, that was such a special day. Mm. It was it was brilliant. I stayed in Malibu for a while. I had like a really lovely meal mm. on the way back and I was all by myself the whole day. It was fantastic. Mm. So thank you. No, you're very welcome. But that's a, even the way you describe that experience, like I do believe you're quite a present person. Right. Does that ever come into play or are you just like so in the moment that you're, yeah. you wouldn't even call yourself present because you're just like, well, I'm here. This feels very well, Yoda now. Yeah, I don't know. If I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like I always for some reason steer away from all that 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 yeah. vernacular. Like, yeah. But but I, I guess so. Like I feel pretty present. I'm just like in the moment. I'm, yeah. I mean, having said that, when we were getting ready for this, I was trying to post something on Instagram, right? So I, my attention was divided between you and my phone and I apologize. So I think that stuff comes up. But no, I look, there, there is nothing else. There is no tomorrow. It's always only today and yeah. specifically this moment. And if you're not in it, that's a shame because you're missing out on – the only thing you have. Totally. So I, I think being present is such an important thing. Again, very easy to say, hey, everyone, be present. But you just you'd be in the moment, feel the feels. It's amazing. It's amazing. How Like this is an interesting thing about life too. You look out, like I look outside your window here and it's a sunny day and there's like a beautiful house and I can see like my little combi, which I got, oh, number 90 it. from my list. And there's like, look, there's trees and there's, like we live in this world where like fruit grows off tree. A banana, think about a banana. You just pick it off a tree and you peel it and it's ready mm. and it's delicious. What? Yeah. If you're missing, if we're not realize, if we're not amazed by what we have yeah. uh, in the moment, um, we're kidding ourselves because there isn't anything else. Mm. I love that. Mm. Very good. Thanks. <laughs> so, and also, sorry to go down the woo-woo path, but because 
I think because my train a lot of my training is yoga. Yeah. It like it naturally just comes into like when you talk about passion, like in yogi, that's dharma. Right. So like and purpose and all that. So uh, I always have this kind of like yogi flow. No, I love it. I don't mean to be. I live in Venice, so I'm like I'm well schooled. Oh, yeah, I hear it all the time. You are. You are very. Um, what about what's next though? So you're in America. You're in the land of dreams. You're in LA. Like yeah. What is next? Is the TV show going to come back? Is like, what's what's the plan? Um, well, for twelve years, there's been no real plan. It's just been this wonderful accident. Um, yeah. ge- genuinely, like, I never thought any. I never thought I'd be on a podcast or what. I didn't even know what a podcast was. Like, I had no idea. But um, and I and I like that. You know, I I kind of really enjoyed that idea. I didn't have an expectation, so there was I, I couldn't fail. I was just trying, you know. And I whatever it was, it was. Um, but because of the impact. 100 Things has had on people. Like I said, it's saved lives. People find solace in it. They they meet best friends in the community. Mm. This um, this this course, for example, now is like to prove that I'm not uh, a unique entity or brave or whatever. There are people who come into the course who have, you know, they they have a very interesting background, some darker than others, but mm. genuinely, generally it's uh, a lifestyle that doesn't encompass progress or achieving meaningful things. All these people after the course change their lives, change their lives. And we, you know, like I try and post as much as I can on Instagram of someone finally doing the thing that they've always wanted to do. And it happens. So just to again say it's available to anyone, like that idea of just bettering themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so with that impact that we're starting to see more and more of, um, my plan is to do my best to make sure that 100 Things impacts millions and millions and millions of people. The, the You know, the ESPN documentary, the talks, yeah. the books, like millions of people have heard about 100 Things, but every time I get approached in the past, oh, hey, we'd like that, what do I do now? How can I, I've just never had anything for them. Um, but, you know, somehow I've, I've become like this, uh, what's the word, a popular maybe in the in the corporate speaking thing and yeah. workshops and there's impact there and there's impact in the general public and now we're kind of working on some stuff for schools. So, yeah, that's my plan, just to do whatever I can for 100 things to actually grow, to become a proper structured entity that people can, you know, come and find what it is they're looking for because at the moment it's a little bit jumbled up, but we're getting there. Well, I've seen you do like – TV hosting stuff too, and especially on Insta with your reels and stuff, you mm. ask people about what's on their list. Yeah. You get a lot of people saying like sexy times things, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, and, and by the way, yeah, I mean, that, we all have that list. In fact, I mean, a list is anything. It's, yeah. you know, serious, it's cheeky, it's kinky, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, when I, this is just a funny story, when I had my first version of my list, which I didn't think anyone would ever hear about. There were, though, you know, there were some like cheeky, sexualized yeah, things. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I started getting attention, and I was at the time raising money for Camp Quality, and I got invited onto Channel Seven to do an interview, I was like, "Oh, I can't have like those things." So, <laughs> like, you know, if there Did are you kids have to watching, edit it before. I had to edit it. So I have, I also have a list of things of a slightly more taboo nature. Yeah, yeah. we all do, and you know, to think that we so don't good. is ridiculous. So. um, uh, I can't remember what the question was, but uh, no, I just saw you doing reels in Venice, and people would be like, oh, yeah. "You were like, what's on your list?" And a lot of people were like, "A three way, this," <laughs> you know, like you yeah. were getting. And I was like, "I love that he's just posting all this." Why? Why not? And I had this. So I've brought on Toddy is a very good friend of mine. He's uh, my business partner now. Mm-hmm. As we try and he's he's like the smarts behind the structure and all that stuff we're developing. And yeah, we had a chat about this, and like authenticity is very easy to say. It's so crucial. You know, like in a world of personal development that I've somehow found myself in, right, it seems that like, again, the general narrative is people have to be super serious and they have to use the right words. And, um, you know, that there's you, you have to really establish yourself as a, as a person of authority and there must be a photo of you on your website on a stage <laughs> commanding. And, all. and like, it's uh, sure, I get that. But like, let's be real. Like, yeah. where's the humor in this? Like, totally. we're all going to die. Like, why are we taking ourselves seriously? So, I, yeah, why, why not post it when someone says, I want to have a threesome? Why, totally. It's true and it's, it's relevant. Um, you know, you can't always be like so politically correct to the point where you're actually losing the vision and, and losing the message you're trying to put out there. And if people don't like that, that's, that's fine. But I, I haven't yet met someone who's gone, oh, that's a bit too much because, hey, even our parents had kinky things on their list too. Totally. Are you a Ricky Gervais fan? Love him. Because he talks about death in a very beautiful way. Ah. And he's like, that's what makes life so wonderful, the fact that we don't have 
yeah. all this time. And he, he's got a whole show on the afterlife and it's about dealing with people that you love dying. Oh, no way. What's that? Oh, that, I think it's that, called Afterlife. I have I seen that. I've seen it's, that. It's like you cry but you laugh but you yeah. cry. It's tr- it's so true. It's like, you know, not to try and be profound but, like, you know, all we, all we have is now. Right. And, and, and there will for everybody be that day. It, and, and some don't even have the moment of reflection but you will have that moment where you get to reflect and be like, oh, my God, that was my reality mm. and I'm either happy with the things I chose to do or not. And... Yeah, you don't have to wait for that moment. That's the beauty. That's why anyone listening who's even curious about, you know, living well and smiling more, take a moment to think yeah. about what's on your list. Genuine consideration because it it's absolutely changed my life considering that question. And it's because of that, it's changed many people's lives and everyone has that ability to impact themselves and others. Oh, I love it. I'm going to tell you about this uh, musician that you may or may not have heard of. His name is Jack Garrett. Okay. And he's got a song out called Surprise Yourself. And for the video clip, he um, it's like doco style. He got people to face either their fears or their biggest um, ambitions. So right. swim, swim, swimming with sharks. But you see the whole journey of them like tearing up out the front of the shark, like before they jump in with the sharks. Yeah facing the fear and then coming out the other side of it. And so for some people it's like walking through a cave. For some people yeah. it's like on a roller coaster. Yeah. And every time my boyfriend and I watch it, we will cry. Like I, it is like I get it. I'm going to send it to you, but I'll put it in the show notes as well. It's just there's this a bit like I had I for many years, I probably from early 20s had a mantra of like do something that really scares you. Once a year was all I said. Yeah. But I was like, just one thing that's like, ugh. and with the skydiving, and this is where like I like the way you've shared about being shot. Mm. Um for two weeks in the lead up, if you were like, oh, you know, what are you doing? And I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm skydiving. My palms would start sweating. Yeah. And it wasn't until the moment that I got into that little plane and it started corkscrewing like all the way up, you know, how it goes in like a spiral all the way up that I completely gave over to the experience. I was like, how lucky am I that I can even be doing this Amazing. right now? But that lead up, that two-week kind of lead up, I was like, oh, like I wasn't sleeping right. I was like, <laughs> I was like, and I'd chosen to do it. Like I had yeah. chosen to do this and it was the coolest experience. Like I, I loved that experience but it's just, it is so, I'm really passionate about human behaviour yeah. and it's just fascinating what our brains will do. Well, I think you've brought up two separate things there really well. Like one is like the apprehension leading into something, some people walk away from it at that point. So it's so good that you were able to to jump out of a plane ultimately, even though you were fearful for two two weeks leading up to it. The other thing though, I think it's slightly different. Like why are you and your boyfriend crying or watching a video of someone doing something? It's not because they were fearful leading into it. Mm. I think, and I and I think about that, I actually spoke to my therapist about this yesterday. So um, I watched a video of uh, like the NFL draft where like yeah. these kids are in college who've worked their ass off, yeah. whatever, get the phone call on draft night from the owner of a big uh, franchise and go, hey, well done, buddy. Uh, you've made the team. You're yeah. now a New York giant or whatever. And that is that moment where someone who has just been trying their best, who's overcome so much adversity, mm-hmm. really like, you know, nothing's guaranteed in life. We're all out there just trying our best. They have that moment, that breakthrough moment of I did it. I fucking did it. Mm. And that is why I cried when I watched that video. It mm. sounds ridiculous, but it's the same reason that I would imagine as you and your boyfriend, you're watching someone achieve something meaningful to them. And it's that breakthrough. You're celebrating the success of others. And and again, like to put it back to the people listening and ourselves, what's your breakthrough moment? What mm. is that moment in your life? If it's skydiving, fantastic. Maybe like even bigger. What's that thing that like we should all be chasing, which when we get there, we are going to break down in tears in a good way because we did it. Yeah. We did it. What's the video that you're going to post that's going to make someone cry because they're celebrating you? You know, Mm. like, oh, because we all deserve that moment. Again, it wouldn't be great to go through. Everyone deserves it. And I actually, when I watched this uh, draft video. Can you send it to me after? Yeah, I will. I'll send it to you. And I was like, where's my moment? When, when, I, I don't know if I've ever had such a specific moment of like, oh my God, I, I, I did it. I did it. You know, like, and you could argue that I've done a bunch of stuff. Mm. I mean, I felt really good when I got asked to write a book and like it got published and I saw it in a bookstore, but I still don't think that's my moment. Like there's something else out there and I cannot wait for it to happen. Yeah. See, I get, so I know in my mind exactly what that thing is. Cause it's been my drive for my, all of my 
career life, like since probably like 21. But I feel like, and I don't know if it's an Aussie thing or if it's a, um, like I feel like a bit of a dick to kind of like think that I can achieve that because it's like, Mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like for me, like my dream is to be like Steve Colbert, like an amazing variety talk show host, hence the podcast. I'd love to do that too, by the way. That's great. Yeah. And win a fucking Emmy or something for it. And I reckon that moment of being like, or host the fucking Oscars, right? Yeah. yeah. And that moment for me, I'd be like, holy fuck, you've, you've, you've worked for 20 plus years to get yeah. to this situation right now in this moment. But like I, right before I came here, I had a meeting with a publicist yeah. and I was meant to be working with them. So it was kind of like a meet and greet and, um, we met in Sydney having a little vino together and I said, well, you know, my dream is to be, you know, like Jimmy Kimmel or Steve Colbert, like that's my ultimate. And I said, I think you should know my ultimate dream because we're going to be working together. Amazing. And you're my publicist. She spat her wine out and started laughing at me. I shit you not. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, like and, and my like – because I'm self-driven and very self-motivated, I was like, oh, I can't work with that person. Like that, that's totally not going to like lead me in the right path to where I need to go. But I was like, whoa, like that's a, also a really extreme response to get from someone when you're just sharing a dream, For right? sure. I, it speaks to so many things. One, we mentioned it earlier, you need a good support crew. If there's anyone here, who are the people who like fill you up with like, you know, optimism and, and joy and you walk away from a conversation, you're like, oh, yeah, God, yeah, oh, my God. I'm, those are the people you need. Yeah. Um, the tough part is getting rid of the people who aren't that and because they're often the closest people to us, oddly, um, but you need to. And people are like, well, how do I do it? How do I do it? Just do it. Just do it. Um, you'll be better off for it. Uh, the other thing is, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a reflection of her. That's totally. has nothing to do with you. And yeah. everybody who, do, if you think of those people you mentioned, Steve Colbert or Jimmy Kimmel, or um, they all at one point had that dream, being somebody who wasn't known at the time, I'd love to host a show. And your person would have probably laughed at them too. And that person went, of course, and did it. Stephen Colbert is known. Like, we all have these dreams. Mm. I also want to say this, and it's kind of like, it's just another perspective on this too. As much as we all want that moment, that breakthrough moment, and some of us get it, right, um, it doesn't matter. Totally. It doesn't actually matter. Yeah. And and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. I'm somewhat celebrated for my list, right? So we do a podcast because I've mm. done some things on a list or it's kind of interesting or whatever. Mm. It doesn't matter. What I have found out is that my list and like our list, they are purely and only vehicles for us to experience the world, to try and get a better understanding of who we are. And by doing these things, like, you know, as you are now, you're doing a podcast, you have this aspiration of becoming a talk show host, right? Um, and I'm sure you'll get there. I've no, no doubt you could do it. But it's not. that's not the important thing. As long as you're being yourself along the way, and I hate yeah. to use this cliche term, but it's not the destination, it's the journey. Totally. That's what we have. You know, you getting on the show will not equal happiness for you. Um, it's this. It's this. And if you were to like die today and you had that moment of reflection, you'd, I'm sure, be like, God, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, my God, I'm working towards a dream. It's not yeah. about the actual achievement, you know. Oh, so good. You are very inspiring. I'm sure you get that all the time, though. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad it makes sense. No, but I've never really shared that story about the someone laughing at me, like, and very recently laughing at me. And I yeah, was like, fuck him. gobsmack. Oh, my God, yeah. But I also love how you just said, like, the people that are often closest to us are sometimes, I don't want to overuse the word, like, toxic, but, like, can yeah. have can have quite a detrimental yep. effect. And uh, it's like, like, I've, I'm 35 and I'm in acting school as well just because it scares me and I love that feeling. Right. And I remember in Australia I was in acting school and one of my classmates was like, well, you're you're too old to make it. And I just looked at her and I just said, I can't afford to think like that, which is great because, like, Good obviously I've got a sense of, like, again, like I can see when it's someone else's shit. Yeah. But, like, it is there – are, there are a lot of, like, people that you need to actually go, yeah. whoa. And, like, even recently someone just did something really mean. I was like, hey, that was that was really mean. Like, why'd you do that? Yeah. And that for me is through years of therapy to understanding and being able to, and you've yeah. touched on it. Can you, this will be my last question, but can you talk about like the importance of looking after that part of your mental health? 
Which part exactly? Like having a therapist and investing in your own. Oh, for path. sure. Oh, my gosh. Um, so it's, a, it's not very – I don't know if people do it in Australia. I never did, but it seems like we don't, as Australians, do that. It's not culturally normal. Mm. Um, over here, everyone sees a therapist. Mm. Um, I Yeah, so I've been seeing one for like two years or so, and he's great. He, mm. he, he is great. And it's – um. Again, I think they're like the the misconception is that you see one if you're broken or you're, oh, you're, yes. you're, you are yeah. uh, there's something about you if you need to see one. It's absolutely not like that. Someone explained to me one time like you go to the gym to like work your muscles. Yeah, it's, I love this it's, analogy. Yeah, it's like going to a therapist is working your brain. Yeah, far more important than your muscles, by the way. Um, both important, but yeah. you know, <laughs> just to make a point. Yeah. But yeah, it's like someone who just helps you process things a little better. And for me, I so the the, the one thing above all else with, with my therapist is that he just allows me to understand stuff better, understand myself. And, you know, like we all, we all have things. No one's perfect. There's, again, there's another misconception that we're meant to get to a point where we become the all-knowing, all-seeing, wisest person in the room. That's rubbish. It's a, it's absolute fallacy. Like we all have stuff. We all totally. have stuff. And like so – so much I want to talk about. There is so much. How long can we stretch this out for? Yeah, go, go, go. No, I, there's just a lot I want to talk about. I, I just I want to touch on like the, the the community side and having people who are positive as well. In our yeah. workshop, I don't really talk about this, but we had a lady who was talking about a toxic relationship with yeah. the closest person to her, her husband. Yeah. She went through the course. She didn't have a list. She wasn't able to identify goals at the beginning. And then she identified her biggest goal is um, creating healthier boundaries in her life. Yeah. So a week after the course ended, she shared with the group that she left her husband with her daughter and because he was such a negative, he got uh, she was he got jealous and angry that she was even doing the course because it was something it was for her. It, and yeah, it was something for her and it, and it made him feel like inadequate and oh well, if she's doing it, why am I not doing it? But instead of then looking into that and going, maybe I can grow and I could do it. He goes, uh, well, he laughs in her face like your person did. Yeah. You know, he abuses her or whatever. So anyway, it's just to say like it's it's not easy. These things aren't easy to do. But, you know, if you looked, if you asked a question, what does this look like in the simplest way? If this was easy, what would it look like? Um, and then we were brave enough to go through and do that stuff. Yeah, you'd surround yourself with good people. You'd make good decisions. Life wouldn't be tricky. Uh, I'm babbling. So, no, yeah. I love it. I love it. And I, I'm wrapped that you've touched on that because I think I know for me it's taken definitely use a therapy. First of all, therapy, I want to say I, I think there is such power in having an understanding of your own psychology. Yeah. And I go to a therapist not because I went for like oh four and a half years ago for a really shitty breakup and we fully put that to bed and packed it away and processed it within three sessions. Yeah. And then I said, can I keep coming back? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, let's. He was like, let's get you bulletproof. Like that's my kind of like exactly. goal, and it's my now complete non-negotiable. And yeah, I think that there's such beauty in understanding and and just. Figure out who you are. It's like it's almost like it goes hand in hand with everything that you're about as well. For sure, it's just it's it, the the whole journey is internal. It looks like it's yeah. on the outside. It's yeah. not. It's like an iceberg. You see the tip of the iceberg, yeah. and you see jumping out of planes and and becoming a TV host or yeah. whatever. Um, it doesn't matter. It, the the juice is below the water, and totally. that is internal. It's an internal journey. You know, which is, you know, it's interesting you start thinking about COVID and people getting depressed and all that kind of stuff. And th- there are ways to kind of, you know, people's mindsets are kind of like one of a few different ways. And you you kind of heard that people either thrived in COVID or people did the opposite. Mm. Not to judge, by the way. Mm. I completely get people who went downhill. But, you know, really, like, I don't know. The secret is me, not the secret, but I, I imagine if you're able to sit down in a room by yourself and just be comfortable that's maybe a good sign that you're on on the right path. In fact, I heard recently that there was a um, someone did this thing where they were like, "You have to sit in a room, a room of silence, for an hour, or um, or pay us a hundred dollars." It was some experiment, mm. something like that. Might not be exact, but um, and it, most of the people paid the hundred dollars. No. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was set up something like that, but just to show more so that like a lot of people are uncomfortable with silence and being still and yeah in yoga world not to bring it back to yoga again but there's i teach vinyasa and yin yeah and yin is like for the full hour you only do like five or so poses you're yeah. sitting and and they say like always try to like get okay with like finding the comfort in the discomfort yeah and it'd be that same kind of yeah didn't you go silent for a week or something too wasn't i did that? yeah it wasn't like a typical vinyasa is that the, what it's called vipassana, vipassana yeah, sorry. yeah. Uh, yeah, I was living in New York and I just lived a, 
and like a really active lifestyle. I went on like a blind date, which was super awkward. I like learned salsa. I went to a comedy club. I worked in a friend's office for a day. I did. I can't remember what else I did. All in silence. All in silence. Yeah. Was it so much harder than you thought? Or was completely the first few days? <clears throat> I was super scared. I was like, it was all my mom. My mind was racing, and I was avoiding eye contact. And then after a while, it slowed down. And to your point, I just became more comfortable mm. with it. And I had some really interesting like interactions. The, the blind date was awful. And the funny thing about that though <laughs> was uh, I bumped into her maybe two years ago in LA, um, and her name is Stephanie. And I like walked up to her, and I was like, Stephanie. And she's like, oh, my God, you're Australian. Like she didn't know I was Australian so I didn't talk to her. Oh, I, my yeah. God. It was just really funny. It was great. Yeah, I love it. Oh, thank you so, so, so much. You sorry. are. Um, I'm also going to get the link for so people can do your, because it's online your course, is it not? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'll get all of that so I can put it all in the show notes great. too because, yeah, I want to do it. It sounds so fun. And Yeah, absolutely. Well, if anyone wants to do it and they mention, I'm just trying to think how I can, because I, I genuinely just love doing it. If they, they mention this podcast or whatever, uh, I'll give them a discount of some sort. God oh, knows what it you're is. you're amazed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, That's, for sure. And no, I love it. And yeah, you are a legend. I cannot wait to, like, I'm really excited for the next time that our paths cross. Yeah. And a little check-in. Yeah, well, you thank know? you. So, it's so nice to meet you. I heard so many good things about you from uh, Scott Tweedy and others and, uh, and I can't wait to see you like host a show one time yeah yeah let's do it thank you my friend thank you that's a wrap on another episode of fearlessly failing as always thank you to our guests and let's continue the conversation on instagram i'm at yummo lola berry this potty my word for podcast is available on all streaming platforms I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment and, of course, spread the love. Mm -hmm.